Go. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know. I've never. So, welcome everybody to Lockdown Red Wings. I'm sorry. I like I pressed record, and I didn't know what to do. This is the they first. They won. The Red Wings won. For the first time since the inception of this podcast, the Red Wings have come away with two points, and we here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast are recapping a victory. It feels great. My name is Nolan Bianchi. I'm a Detroit sports writer and longtime Red Wings fan. Here with my co-host, Boring Ethan. Uh, I think we're going to remove that trial period sticker from his forehead and uh, slap on a brand new uh, team locked on. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll brand you or something like that. We don't have any merch yet? No. <laughs> I think that's on the way. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're here today, uh, like I said, recapping a win. This is the first time that we've gotten the chance to do this. I'm extremely excited. Uh, you know, not anything too spectacular from the Red Wings. They blew a two-goal third-period lead, but Dylan Larkin had two. Burt had one. Jeff Blaschel did some shaking up of the lines. It seemed to uh, seemed to get a little bit going offensively, so there were some good things to take from this game. It was still it still got a little bit nervous out, you know. In that third period, still got a little bit nervous. Yeah, but you know what's funny is like when like the Red Wings have set, held themselves to such a low standard throughout the season that like blowing a third period two goal lead has nothing to do with anything as long as they get yeah. the win. Yeah. Like contending teams, that's that's things that contending teams care about is oh you know they're not going to be able to get away with that in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They got the win. That's all that really matters. You know, give Larkin the C. I agree. It's about time. I think it is. After that performance, they should count shootout, shootout goals. If you have two goals and you need one more for a hat trick and he's scoring a shootout. I agree. No, that seems fair, actually. Because to get two goals and then be like it, scoring in a shootout is still not easy. Dylan oh. Larkin was, what, 2 of 13 entering tonight on his on his career? Yeah. You don't know. You didn't know that. You were just agree. See, this Did is you why. See my shoulders this shrug. Is, this is why I called. This is this is exactly the type of guy I, I was. Looking. That's what I was brought on here. No, for. that was gonna say. This is exactly what I was looking for you to do, and I'm happy <laughs> uh, to see that. Uh, you know, kind of what I what I set out for that to happen. By the way, speaking of uh, Dylan Larkin, we talked a little bit about Darren Helm the other day and the six shots he had on net. Well, Jeff Blashill must have taken notice because he was playing on that first line tonight with Dylan Larkin and Robbie Fabry. Hey, you know, you got the hot hand. You just got to give it to him. Absolutely. He's the shot creator. <laughs> Playmaker, man. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Maguire, trade breaker, Darren Helm, shot maker. Hey, did you by chance see uh, hear how many times he brought up <laughs> what's going on in China on this, on this, in this game? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, uh, I mean, just we heard of my – okay, so my favorite part was in the first period – Pierre Maguire was detailing how uh, NHL players were concerned about where they were going to get their sticks from because all the factories are located in China, right where the coronavirus is located. Uh, a fascinating piece of information and journalism. And you know what's funny? Okay, so like he was, he kept, you know, my favorite part was that he kept his source anonymous. He's like, he's like. I got teams equipment managers telling me, and I won't say which ones, but, and like, I love that he threw that out there. Like, I'm not, t- don't even ask. You How know does he I'm... even get that information from the. Oh, it's easy. I mean, you I think they're leaning over to him when he's in between the benches. Well, he's, yeah, I mean, he, well, he's like walking 
Pierre, you won't believe this. He, I mean, he get yeah, he gets to the arena like three, four hours before the game starts. He's just in the bowels, walking around. He's probably he's a friendly guy, always got a smile on his face. You know, he's chatting everybody up. Yeah, fair enough. What do you think? What do you think most people think when they see Pierre Maguire coming? And they know that he's going to say hi to them. It's either he is the great, he's the nicest guy and everybody loves talking to him. Or in unison, people are just going like, hey, Pierre's coming, Pierre's coming. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make eye contact. It's that or it's like, guy, what's up, man? How are you? No, you know what's fine? I guarantee it's the first one. Oh, I know. He's probably such a just such a likable guy. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's in the job he's in. You don't have the job that you do and be as hated as you are if everybody right. in the world that you work with isn't going to bat for you. But yeah, so he may he brought that up in the in the first period, and then they like they started playback up, and then as soon as the whistle blew again, he brought it back up. And that so like it was it spanned two separate stoppages in play, and then in the third period. Uh, I can't remember what was happening, to be quite honest. But it was a broken. There was a broken stick on the Buffalo bench, and he brought it up again. Oh yeah, oh, they, zoomed, they, <laughs> they 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 zoomed in on the broken stick, and then Pierre started talking about it again. The coronavirus, man, you gotta watch out for that. Um, you know, just a good night for the Red Wings. It doesn't matter how they get it done because they got it done. Uh, they got it done in a shootout, which was nice to see because those things. Every time they go into a shootout, I just automatically assume it's a loss. Uh, but definitely the worst three-on-three NHL overtime I've ever seen in my entire life since we're on the topic of overtime. I thought they were going to start dumping and chasing in the three-on-three. I mean, they pretty much they pretty much were. Like the zone, there was a zone entry by uh, I think it was Biega. Biega came up the ice with a full head of steam and just like doubled back as Fabry entered the zone, and then there was. Oh, man, it was brutal. Uh, Red Wings held Jack Eichel pointless tonight, though. That's pretty cool. Fourth in the NHL in goals. Yeah. Guy's lighting it up. Yeah, absolutely. Good and for he, him. I feel bad. I feel so bad for the fans of Buffalo that they've I had know. him for so long and Reinhardt's coming in, and they still just cannot get out of that middle ground to seller. Yeah. I mean, you see the kind of the same thing going on with the Edmonton Oilers right now. Although the one thing that they do have over the Buffalo Sabres fans is they did get to enjoy a playoff run where it looked like they might go to the cup. Yeah. Uh, Overall, just like we said, uh, just a really great, great night for the Red Wings organization. Who would have thought that a shootout victory on a random Thursday in Buffalo would feel like a Stanley Cup victory? But that's what today felt like, if you ask me. So, boring Ethan. Yes. What stood out to you about this Red Wings win tonight? Keep this dead air. You know what? <laughs> you can't say keep this dead air. It's inside baseball with the listeners. I think the listeners know what I'm going to say next. Guys, that was our first win in nine games. Ten games? Ten games. It felt good. I saw the smiles on their faces. You know, you did. And, like, that, that was the, that's the thing that, like, sucks the most is you're just watching these grown men be miserable playing hockey. I know. Like, this is their job, and you know that it has been for the last two months just I don't want to go to the rink yeah. right now. I want, I want it to be June. Yeah. Well, M- April. Middle of April. Would you rather... <laughs> would you rather make... 
They're planning their trip to Cabo and stuff. Okay, would you rather make $800,000? Wait, no. Would yes. you rather make <laughs> would you rather make $5 million to play on the 12 whatever and one Red Wings? And they in like let's say let's say you're 33 years old. You're not having the best season. You got kids and a wife at home. And home, by the way, we live in Detroit, but home is actually Ontario where the rest of your family lives because you don't want to keep moving them around. They got friends at their schools and all that other jazz, so you barely get to see your family. You're making five mil, though. Or would you rather it be your job to play hockey at, like, the local ice rink? But you only make fifty thousand dollars a year. Like that's it. You're still playing hockey for a living. But if you like, if you originally went with the eight hundred thousand, but I'm not away. I'm away from my family. I would still take that over working at. Well, no, 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 the no, no. In Rochester. no, 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 no. So, <laughs> are you saying I could either be an NHL player or the manager Wait, of on. a hockey rink? No, no, no. no. You're still a professional hockey Funding, player. Funding, helping you're house still teams pro, you're still set pro, up their schedule. No, you're still a professional hockey player, but like for only $50,000. But your team's really good. Five million. Is Five million dollars, Is this a really dude. bad question? Five million dollars a year. Is this a bad question? Yes. But you're not having fun making $5 million. Yeah, but I can look at my bank account at the end of the year. Yeah, but and money say, doesn't make you happy. How long is my contract? <laughs> In the NHL or with the... In the NHL. <laughs> with the close to home league. In the NHL. How long do I... How much longer can this I a, make $5 million this miserable last, this dollars This is the last year. year of your contract. And then what? Am I retiring? Or can I go? <laughs> You're gonna I, get hit by a bus in the off season, but somebody tells <laughs> somebody comes from the future and tells you that, but you can't do anything about it. So like your fate is sealed. Like in a You're dream? gonna no 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 no. <laughs> just it doesn't matter how you found out. Just you know you're gonna die after the season's over. Well, in that case, well, is it the same case if I was a fifty thousand dollar guy? No, because you're still when if you're making fifty thousand dollars in this professional hockey league, it's all centrally located. So like you get to see your friends and your family every Am day. Am I gonna die? Yeah. At the end of the year. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, we should make it even. Go with life. No, no, we should make it even. I guess we should make it even. No, you are gonna die at the end of the year. <sighs> okay, probably money because I can at least give it to my family and say, you know, sorry, I'm not here anymore. What? No, you got to spend time with them. But plus, then I'm only plus, leaving them with fifty thousand dollars, and that's not even. I have a house. Well, in no, my... you take out a health insurance policy because there's no way you could possibly be known know that you're going to get hit by a bus. Yeah, they're still going to look into that though. Life insurance people are weird, man. That's true. I wonder <laughs> if you get audited to find out whether somebody right? came from the future to tell you that right? you were going to die. Maybe it was somebody from the life insurance. That's policy. a that's a movie idea. Write that down. Uh oh, is this my gun? Yeah. So uh so <laughs> So outside of, you know, the fact that yeah, everybody just had a smiley face on tonight, what do you think of Andreas Athens to see you? Because uh he was part of that line shuffling too, uh getting moved to the third line playing with Luke Landanning and Taro Hirose tonight, who was recently called up from Grand Rapids playing in his first game uh since the stint with the Griffins. You know, I'm what I'm really wondering about is why like towards the end of the last year 
how when the Red Wings were rolling, he's playing center, and I just I don't know if it's because he doesn't he doesn't have the same, you know. I don't want to say motivation. Motivation isn't the right word. It's the I don't, and it's not skill, but he's not getting the bounces. He's not getting the goals. He's not getting the points. Puck luck. Right. I, I'm wondering why that's if that's the reason why he's been playing wing more this year than he has than he was at the end of the year. Because at the end of last year, it looked You're, like they were molding him to being that second line center, and he was showing that he could do it. So you're saying that you don't think that he's gotten the lucky bounces this year, and they've kind of held it against him. Right. Interesting. And, yeah. I mean, it's 50. I mean, you can't just say he's just not getting the bounces. I mean, he's he obviously hasn't looked the same this year as he did at the end of last year. Right. And that's what we were hoping he would be, mm-hmm. that he would take a step and he wouldn't be a minus 35 in 40 games this year. He was a minus 37. So here's he's a – I looked after last game. He's a minus – he was a minus 37 entering Thursday night. That's just eight points below the uh, the NHL record. He's got a he's got a shot at the NHL plus minus record. That's so terrifying. And then to think that Hronik, Filipula, Chelowski is they're all down there too. If yeah. you look at the NHL's worst plus minuses, we have like the bottom six, five. Six of the top ten guys are on. Or the bottom the five are all Red Wings. Oh, it's so terrifying. It's like. Uh, I can't remember who's all on. I know Fabry's on it for sure. Athens yep, CU, obviously. Oh, I can't even think off the top of my head right now. It's late night. We're recording late night here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Um, in studio. In studio. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Andreas Athens CU, I thought, had a really good game. Uh, he obviously had the shootout winner. And then Tyler Bertuzzi. Tyler Bertuzzi got a goal at the end of the third period to give the Red Wings a 3-2 lead after blowing that 2-0 lead. Nice feed from Philpula on that goal, too. Very nice feed from Philpula. We mentioned the line. You know what is uh, is kind of interesting is the, the past couple games, obviously the Red Wings haven't scored at all, but before that it seemed like a lot of the goals were individual efforts. It was Dylan Larkin going hard on a forecheck, stripping the puck from somebody and feeding somebody out front, or Dylan Larkin creating a chance or Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, just whacking in uh, a backdoor pass or something like that. All of these goals had some pretty good, you know, whether it be puck movement or just like a breakout or just good positioning. I think there was something out of all these goals, maybe besides the the early Larkin goal, but even, even then, like there was a screen on that. You could say, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was just good puck movement. Wings were buzzing right after they, they finished off that penalty kill. Justin Abdelkader taking that early penalty. Uh... But, yeah, I don't know. I liked what I saw out of these new line combinations tonight. Uh, last bit of housekeeping to attend to for we hop into this weekend's games is Gustav Lindstrom making his NHL debut tonight for the Red Wings, uh, the 2017 round two pick uh, by Detroit, getting uh, 12 minutes and 7 seconds of ice time. Not really too much noticeable play out of him tonight. I don't know. What did you see? Hey, I thought he was going to get about, like, eight, nine minutes. So, I mean, hey – Hey, Blash had to see something. Yeah, he played. Uh, he started out with Trevor Daly, but ended up kind of taking a back seat as the game got competitive late. Uh, Alex Biega taking over that role uh, in that pairing. Um, but yeah, Wings have two games this weekend against Boston and Columbus. Columbus on Friday in Ohio. That state stinks. Uh, and then at home they against have Cedar the- Point. That's about it. That's true. I oh, like Cedar Point. Yeah, no, I like Cedar Point. I've only been once. You've only been in Cedar Point one time? Yeah, and it rained like half the day through, 
and so like all the I didn't even get to ride the dragster. Dude, really? Yeah, it sucked. We should let's go sometime this year for sure. I mean, I I don't know you like that. Uh, Too soon? I mean, you're just being a little heavy-handed. I thought I thought I thought no for sure we can hang out, but like uh, out of state trip. Dude, it's like two hours away. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like when you cross a state line, there's a certain. Well, you have to be close with somebody to go ride roller coasters? To cross the state line, yeah. I mean, All right. I mean, unless you're just going down to like Toledo, that's that's different because that's... All right, man. You, you could have just said no. <laughs> All right, next time I will. Uh, so we do, <laughs> like I said, we do... Oh, by the way, I do want to apologize. On yesterday's podcast, uh, I said that the Red Wings would be playing on Fox Sports Detroit tonight. Probably got you all hyped up to listen to some Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond. Hand up. I was wrong. I didn't check the schedule. You know what I was thinking, Ethan? What? The Red Wings played on NBC Sports Network Monday. The Red Wings play on NBC against the Bruins on Sunday. Surely there's no way that they would schedule that game for another national television slot on Thursday against the Sabres, who are equally as bad. Well, not equally as bad, but, you know, uh, who are just as, you know, in that same tier of poop. As the Red Wings. Yeah. So, hand up on that. My bad, guys. Uh, I feel bad. I bet you go to Cedar Point with Ken Daniels. I probably would. Have you ever met Ken Daniels? No, but, like, I feel like I've met Ken Daniels through the television. (sighs) That hurts. Yeah, I know. Uh, (laughs) So, before we get to preview this weekend's games... If you've been a listener of this podcast, and I'm sure you've heard about all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans, but what you may not know is that Lockdown Red Wings is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Red Wings fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Lockdown podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Red Wings fans, a predominantly male audience that is well-educated, with disposable income, cha-ching, cha-ching, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and just let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Lockdown Advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And we look forward to hearing from you. All right, everybody, uh, last piece of business to attend to today is a preview of this weekend's games, and not necessarily a preview, but as we've said before, we're going to start previewing these games by asking, why watch? So, Ethan, Friday night, Blue Jackets, Red Wings, you're not going to go out, you're going to stay in to watch hockey, why? If you, if, if you guys know these Red Wings like I know these Red Wings, it's when they win one game, they win two games. They might lose a couple after those two games, but you, they usually, if you go back in the last couple months, <laughs> if, they, if they win one game, they're going to love that feeling and say, hey, let's try and do this some more, and then they win the next game. That, that is why you watch. If you want to watch a Red Wings win. Are you, you're guaranteeing a victory? Yup. Wow. That's bold. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much my reason, too. I was going to say that, you know, they're on a winning streak. Uh, you know, no reason to watch or to stop watching now. The boys are on a roll. Uh, and also they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are led by John Tortorella. And there's always possibility there for some interesting stuff to happen. Maybe uh, old Torts to fly off the handle, get into a con- confrontation with the press corps after the game. Who knows? All bets maybe, are off. Maybe get to see him drop an F-bomb at a ref. Yeah. 
I love, you know what I love was the, uh, whenever somebody yells the F word real loud on the ice, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the F word on here, but I'm just not gonna, I would love to, but I won't. Uh, and then they have to be like, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how annoying was that Buffalo Sabres goal song tonight? That, yeah. Here we go. That's that's the best part. You know that that whole song is just you waiting for the guy to start yelling, and the crowd's like, "Woo!" I know. You know how you know you have a bad fan base is if you toler if you put up with that song as your goal song. Would you agree? Yeah, I would. I mean, I can't even remember. I can't, I can't even think off the top of my head what the Red Wings is right now. Remember back in the day when it was just that was great that was a great goal song the red wings also have a great goal horn it's just it is that i i i really appreciate the old iconic yeah like the edmonton oilers one is great too yeah the higher pitch i like the boston bruins one as mm-hmm. well very distinct the like, rangers have a good goal song what do they have you know it's like the the hey 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 after they the whole Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do like that. You know what? This is going to sound sacrilegious. I actually love the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chelsea Dagger. It's classic. Iconic. It's it's iconic. It is. I hate to say that. You know when the Minnesota Wild fans, like right when they're dropping the puck to start the game, everybody goes, let's play hockey. I hate it. Why? I just, I think it's corny. No, it is. You know, because they try too hard to be like... The state of hockey? Yeah, but like... You're not. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you feel for Minnesota fans, do you not? How How does the state of hockey lose their hockey franchise? When they signed Zach Parise and Ryan Suter to 12-year contracts when they're 30 years old. I mean, that was way later. I'm talking. I'm talking the Minnesota North Stars going to Texas. Oh, how yeah, like well. how do you lose? Yeah, not like figuratively. Oh. I meant like literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you're the state of hockey, and you lose your hockey franchise to Texas. That's not right. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you got anything else interesting on this uh, Columbus? Red Wings game on Friday night as the Red Wings go for their second in a row? No, not really. I, I'm just – they played good tonight. I appreciate the effort tonight. I just – I let's see him rolling in the next game. No, and I agree. And I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when Phillips Zadina had two goals against the Wild. Like, it's funny, like, the way you – like, the way te- expectations are so tempered now that, like, the little victories do feel like wins. Like, even if they had lost this game, it's like, wow, well, you know, Larkin – we're coming on here, we're talking about Larkin being the next captain. We're talking about this, that, or the other thing. We're not talking about, uh, you know, where, where the Red Wings are in the standings or how to affect the future. Them. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're, we're building for something. Uh, unfortunately, you know, like Ken Holland said, it'll take 10 to 15 years, but we're getting there. So, uh, and then Sunday at 1230 on NBC, the Red Wings play the Bruins. Now, I, this is going to be a slaughter fest, right? I don't know how to answer that. Why? I think probably it won't. It, well, you have it, to think if our if our expert opinions are correct, they will be riding a two game win streak coming home to play the Bruins on and that 
in prime a, slot on NBC. In a sold-out Little Caesars arena. It's going to be rocking. Doc Emmerich's going to do one of those intros where he, like, brings some sort of historical uh, artifact or figure from, like, way long. Like, you know, when, like, it's like... Dun, 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 dun. Gordy Howe's statue yeah, has it, been idolized. Yeah. In the concourse of yeah. Little Caesars Arena. It's been 124 years since St. Ignis rode his boat <laughs> from the Mississippi River, <laughs> stepped on I-75, and walked his way to Detroit. It is by that same Mississippi River today <laughs> that the Boston Bruins have traveled to play in Detroit. I mean, you know, that's, a, that's just factually all incorrect. But you get the idea. Those are my favorite intros when he really sets a scene and kind of can you name four, four other rivers other than the Mississippi River? The Nile. <laughs> the, the Clinton River. Okay, okay. The Detroit River. <laughs> You're almost there. And... Give me one more. You could just say, like, a city. The Allegheny and, River is in you, Pittsburgh. There you go. There we go. Wow. That's that's five rivers for you. Uh, <laughs> so, what, you got nothing to look forward to in this Bruins game? It'd be cool uh, to see the first line of Boston's chemistry. Yeah. They're awesome together. You That'll know, be fun to see. It's cool, like, uh, like playing the good team sucks, you know, because you know it's, like, for sure a loss. Like, there's no – like, there's hope going into Friday night against Columbus, just – but, like, Boston is Boston, right? And – It's something to look forward to, honestly. You could – Almost, you almost just have to be a fan of the sport, really. Yeah, because like it's like watching the Bruins play a practice squad. Yeah. Right. AHL team. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. You get to see you get to see every NHL team at their best. Consider yourselves lucky. Uh, you are, you guys. We are all watching a historically bad hockey team, and, you, and there's just nothing we can do about it. No, but it's like, doesn't it feel kind of be fun to be along for the ride? Absolutely. Like I, I love I love rebuilds. I've been watching Edmonton's rebuild for 10 years now. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned before, Ken Holland said, you know, this rebuild in Detroit could take 10 to 15 years. So what they got going on, that's kind of might what you want to look to, to 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 model it after. Obviously, Big Ken over there now. So. Oh, jeez. I know. We have Eisman now, though. It's going to be okay. That's true. That's what they tell me. I believe uh, in Steve. We all do. Uh, we'll be right back here on Monday. We thank you so much for uh, tuning into every episode this week. This was our best week of the podcast, so uh, you're welcome. <laughs> the, the The numbers were steadily increasing before Ethan made his debut, but we'll give him a little bit All of credit right. because that uh, the episode with power ranking Ken Holland's top no trade clauses uh, did the best out of all of them. So I guess Ethan probably has something to do a, a little bit with that. It's that chemistry. It's that chemistry. Bringing it in. And, uh, you know, we're only going to get better as we go on. I promise we won't be so ADD all the time, but like I said, it's Friday. The Red Wings won. I've been diagnosed uh, with it, so no promises on my end. But um, Yeah, anything else? Have a great weekend, guys. Well, where can people find you on Twitter? My Venmo is E3095. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Maybe even tell a friend. Uh, you know, if you know a friend who's out there who likes the Red Wings, tell them, hey, we're on a winning streak. The now is the time to start following. You know, started from the bottom, now we're here. Can't believe I said that. All right. Have a good one.
Thank you.